Here we go. Let's do it. And we're live. You you say that every podcast. I, know, I, I cut it out last time around. This is getting loose and killing time. I'm Christopher Seymour. I'm Patrick B. Ray. And who do we have with us today? I'm Ellis Bullard. Hell yeah, you are. Where'd you come from? My mother's tummy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nah. Uh, actually, I, I'm from south of here, man. I, I grew up down <laughs> in uh, Matagorda County, down in Bay City, Texas. All right. Alrighty. So you're, practically, you're a, practically a local. I'm a local. I'm, if yeah. you're from Austin, I'm a local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Tom, you're from know. anywhere else outside of Houston, you're a local. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah the, the Round Rock folk love to, to say they're from Austin. Yep. You know. Yeah, that's not, it's not quite Austin. Not quite Very Austin. different place. Ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Austin's, I think also Austin is quite a bit different now than it was 15 years ago. Of course, I, you could say the same for Houston. But You could definitely say that for Houston. I mean, just since I've been in Houston, it's... Oh, oh. Pop a top again. All right. There we, nice. there, there we go. There it is. Every show. He doesn't. I like how he pauses before he opens a beer now. You know, it's just like always like, ah. You know? He's giving notice, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the only one that sings. Well, I guess all the, the audience is in bated breath waiting to hear. Yeah, I know. They you are. Know, what sponsors are chomping at the bit to get on this, you know? Well, we do. We eventually are, we are going to have a, a message from our sponsor, Kenner McCo, the makers of fine Western wear. I like to wear my cowboy hats with a custom suit that's built to last. There's lots of brands that I could name But there's only one too wild to tame If you want to look good, you all should know Kenner Co. is the place to go Yeah, Chris Seymour's actually wearing a Kenner hat right now. I am. You, you can't see it, but it looks it. fantastic, don't it? That's a Merle happening daddy right there. Yeah, oh, a little yeah. short brim Stetson. Sure. It's like, it's good for business, it's good for party. That's I don't know. The, the Hag 5000 you're rocking right now. She'll rope and ride, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dog will <Sure>. hunt. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I think talk we're going yeah. to have them, uh, Ben and Bonnie, <laughs> I think we're going to try to get them on too, because uh, they've been, they've been, uh, outfitting some pretty cool folks. They got some stuff on Leon Bridges. They got some stuff on uh, yeah. Nikki Lane. Krongbin's mm. wearing their stuff now. So I mean, they are like they're kicking ass. Uh, she just yeah, she just had an outfit that just got put into the Country Music Hall of Fame. She did. Yep, she did. Yeah, yeah the yep. musician of the year last year, a fiddle player by the name Janae, uh, got put list? into Flinor. Flinor. Uh, she got oh, inducted into the, into the Country Music Hall of Fame uh, wearing one of bonnie's uh bonnie's outfits and they put that they put bonnie's outfit in the display case yeah, in the country music it's in there man you can walk up and see her dress the one she made by her own two hands that's yeah. that marketing you can't pay for i know man it's it's pretty cool so yeah yeah they're they're one of the sponsors of the podcast that's phenomenal yeah. man that's yeah. crazy well i mean they make hats for us i mean dude, yeah. I see and I, but they are our like friends this. so i mean yeah i see a big check right there oh that's that's oh, yeah. sophie You've got yeah, a uh, yeah, that's so <laughs> like a sweepstakes so, check so, in here. Well, here <laughs> yeah. pretty soon. I was thinking like Jackie Moon style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for those of y'all that can't see, it's a big see, check. You need to go to a big bank. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, go to the big bank. <laughs> for those oh, of y'all yeah, that can't man. see, there's a there's a gigantic check over here. 
my fiance Sophie is starting a company or has started a company called Green Room. They're working on um, streamlining tax and payments for musicians, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the name's Rad now. Green Room is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go look them up. Green yeah, that's Room. a big check, though, dude. It's pretty big. Yeah, you know, it's got, funny that the largest check is bigger than some people in the music I'm scene. definitely going to go know, down man. to the bank and try to cash that. <laughs> well, this, this check is, is the lowest dollar amount check. I mean, there's several over there, but but it's the largest. I might start I taking know. a lower guarantee if I could get paid in, in a, a big, big check. check. Yeah. yeah. Listen, that might be my thing. If there's a big check, <laughs> it's $800. If there's not a big check, it's $2,500. Just saying. Man, you could Choice probably... If you ever have a rider, would you put a big check in big the rider? Big check's going on rider. I want to present it at the end of the set. <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's against all podcast etiquette yeah we did we i'm that. sorry guys we had to high five we're sitting next to each other so that was a good right one. of passage i didn't get to take part i'm over here man Air five. i'm, I'm man all the oh yeah that one's much quieter and all the production equipment over here <laughs> those are probably approved yeah so let's talk about what you're doing right now man you just put out a couple of singles right we did man we did we just dropped two singles off of our eight track record uh those two singles are titled roller coaster and chasing numbers and the uh, full project is titled "Piss Hot Freightline and Country Music." Dude, so I caught your uh, I caught your interview down on Texas River Tonk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I was shout out to those guys down there, man. They're doing good yeah, stuff. man. They're, if you if you want to check out another podcast, yeah, check out. It's called Texas River Tonk. Uh, he does it once a week on Fridays, usually. And it's kind has, of about their scene down there, man. Yeah, he he, he yeah. has some really cool folks in. So he had, he had Ellison the other day, and I caught that uh, and. Definitely go listen to that episode if you're... All right. Yeah. Thanks for the plug, Patrick. Now hey, back man. to what Ellis was talking about, like yeah, what sorry. he's doing. Yeah. Well, so he's down there. He's down there promoting his stuff yeah. down there on, yeah, on, uh, in that scene. So. so you guys just put out those two singles. Yep. And then you're getting ready to release an album fairly soon, correct? Yeah, next month, man, on the 30th. Or the 29th. Oh, man, that's exciting. At midnight. Yeah. And you know I'm going to beg you for that song that I, that I heard uh, it's gonna be out on the new album. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Uh, rock bottom. You're supposed to let him choose, man. No, he's, I I do he's this to guest. every guest. I'm always like, yeah, you can choose whatever you want, but you're doing this one. But you got. I write like country country songs. My shit's yeah. like two minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> I could maybe do a few more. Yeah, <laughs> I could probably play that whole record. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. And one, two, three. Eleven minutes later, we're done. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> great listen. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about. You know, what uh, what the most recent one, Chasing Numbers. Okay. Yeah, man, that song is really interesting, dude. Uh, talk about your writing process with that. What was, how do you put a song down when it comes into your head? Is it, is it all come out at once in like five minutes? Or is it, or is it like, you know, I'm slowly crafting this lyrically over some time and then the music comes? Or how do you work, man? Um, I'm not really hard up about like trying to stick to like a structure. I probably, mm-hmm. um, like I always say like, dude, I've got this fucking band in my head. It's like bebopping all the time. <laughs> and like, I write songs like typically like, dude, if I'm like driving or something like I'm sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or like sometimes I'll listen to music, but like most of the time I've got the radio turned off and I'm, you know, working stuff out or, um, you know, as soon as I can bring it to the band, you know, all those guys uh, really what are what help 
So you involve your band in the writing process. You have to, man. Like, there's so many people that try to pretend like they got it all fucking figured out, and, like, you don't, dude. And, like, you know, like, I just felt like such a relief whenever I gave up all that burden of trying to, like, control everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I tried to, like, you know, these are not only, like, my homies, but they also happen to be, like, the best, the fucking best people I know at what they do, you know? Yeah. Like Wyatt Langford's a fucking man, killer, that guy is amazing, man. killer drummer, yeah. you know, good hang and solid engineer. Like that's what he went to fucking school for. So like, I've got a sound engineer that can drum his fucking ass off, and I can hang out with the dude. He's like normal, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, just from there, like you know, he knows other people. So like, you know, he tapped his buddy Adam on the shoulder who was playing with Kelsey Walden. Uh, Joshua Ray Walker and you know like a bunch of other people and I was like yeah like I'm doing something really cool over here like this guy's like a fun hang he's not you know controlling everything and like you know I think you'd really dig what he's trying to do so you know come down and really uh, Wyatt uh, Adam uh, Pat and myself you know you we're like the pretty much we produced that whole record you know and i say we like you know i had an idea you know i got to throw in here and there but like those dudes you know were fucking crazy so are they putting together ideas about the arrangement and like what kind of like what yeah. what melody the i bring the taking? i bring like the mm-hmm. i bring like the recipe you know what i mean and these guys are the seasoned chef that to yeah. go and trim the recipe down to like the dish you know and like yeah. the dish yeah so do you do you come to them with a completed song when you come into the for the most yeah. part that's how it's been but like mm-hmm. um now that adam's been with us for like a little over a year now um you know like we're like sitting down and writing songs or he's already got songs written like he had two songs that we put on this one of six and uh one's a waltz and the other one's just a burner and uh we've got another song that that he has that we're working into our live set that we'll probably end up putting on our second project and uh yeah man just like trying to you know like i said like not trying to like take on the whole burden of trying to like you know like those that motherfucker engineers and knows how to produce music and has been doing it for years like why would i want to front like i know what's going on (laughs) you know what i mean like i know how to write tunes and like you know arrange songs for the most part but like you know, I gave up all that to them, you know, and let them do what they're good at. And, you know, we're all just... Do you think it's freed up your writing process a lot? A lot, definitely. Are you willing to bring stuff in that you might not have a little less polished to? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, not everything has to be like, you know, especially in the in the land that I'm, you know, trying to exist in, you know, like that Nashville polished sound or even, you know, like you know the beauty and and flaws and shit like that can exist in our you know in our lane and stuff like that and i think yeah. you know like back in the day like they didn't have pro tools and shit like that you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like shit like that you know random things like that existed in those records and like you know those little flaws or blemishes or whatever what made them cool well you know it's kind of funny about that is that's like what you're hearing with those little bitty flaws that represents the best players of the day like, oh right they, yeah, they, they would hire the hottest guys to come do this right if you couldn't nail it nashville yeah if you couldn't nail it there's 17 people right behind you that will yeah Yeah, so 
And I think it's kind of funny that, that even then, when you got the best cats playing that stuff, you still end up with these little imperfections. But I mean, Wait, but you don't get that now. But dude, that's no, also that's like something like like uh, you listen to a Jason Bolin record from yeah. like his most recent record, zero fuck ups. The whole album, there's nothing, what, zero. Harkening unto what you're saying, Patrick, like the song "Don't Worry About Me," Marty Robbins song. Mm-hmm. You know how I said that fuzzy bass to kind of change country a lot, man. Mm-hmm. That started to show up other places. They just had a bass amp brown out in the middle of a session, and yeah. they just kept playing through, mm-hmm. and so it made it into the final recording. I think I think when you allow mistakes to happen in a creative space, you end up yeah. with some beautiful things. Sometimes. I do too, and that's why I mean, we talked about this authenticity in, and all that stuff too. Yeah, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You go and listen to. I always use Turnpike Troubadours as an example because their early stuff was really raw. It was very imperfect and the later stuff is all perfect like mm-hmm. you, there are no blemishes in that million record. dollar industry you're talking about right exactly there, empire exactly yeah. so you know it's it's and and i like my preference is is to listen the music i like to listen to with with bands that are current i tend to like the earlier stuff because i like those blemishes i like hearing that that little bit of of humanity in there because when everything's perfect like yeah it's a good song but it doesn't it's as as a musician it doesn't give me a lot of faith that like i can reproduce that or i can do something that's that good because it's perfect right and 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 i think part of that ethos gets ingrained into somebody like me and then i'll spend five hours in here in the studio trying to trying to figure out one little part in a song just to get it perfect it's It's got to be that way now with that classic approach of just playing it with your band, like playing it, recording it. That's with what Luba band. does. Yeah, the, you know? the yeah. same episode he's talking about, our, our guest on there was talking about, he always records with the band live. Yeah. Like they'll do it several times, but. Like some Wilco shit. The stuff yeah, yeah, that they put out is, like, is I didn't a whole band. Like play on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I sang on everything and everything was recorded live, you know, and like um, we went back and like I dubbed the vocals uh, in a different session and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Run out of time, run out of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. For the most part, we tried to get it all in one take. Everybody together, you know. Um, and we got, like we had a killer team, dude. Like I had a uh, Kevin Foster, uh, Haystack. You know, folks call him. He's uh, plays with every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the scene. I think currently he's settled in with like uh, Kyle Nix and mm-hmm. uh, John Bauman here and there, and uh, you know us and. Whenever there's enough money for the honky tonk, uh, you know, uh, orchestra, you know, so like eight, <laughs> nine, nine person band or something. Yeah, man. But when you see a nine piece band on the stage, isn't it like one of the most amazing things? This is a cool shit. If man. it's like, done if I well, could, dude, you know? I'd love to be able to have like a saxophone or something. Like mm. if you're playing like some like you know older merle shit or something see i'm i'm that i'm that's one of my least favorite parts of country music is saxophones i just don't like it i love it when johnny sounds like somebody strangling a duck Mm -hmm. i don't like it i don't want to hear it dude that shit will come on on the on the uh man patrick hates hard he loves hard but he hates hard too yeah i'm I'm not a fan of saxophone i like saxophone in some like Dude, Merle Haggard experimental is a perfect jazz. example of it, dude. Like in any of like those party country tunes. Like, I don't like uh, it. Charlie Daniels. You know? uh, uh, no, I you're against like the saxophone Very in country much music. So. Wow. I'm, I'm not sure who let him in the fucking door. Play, learn to play the theremin or get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need didgeridoos, an army of didgeridoos. 
<laughs> no, it's yeah. It, that that song, I think I'll just stay here and drink. Yeah, yeah. When dude. that saxophone comes in, I'm like, all right, I gotta go. Dude, I'm right a, after go the outside. monster drum fill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I loved it. Not well, It's one of the. I mean, that's that's like one of my few pet peeves in country music. Is that right there? Hmm. So it's funny you bring it up, but yeah, love that's, hard, hate hard. Yeah, it's okay. And I know, hey, we can we can still be friends there, right? No, oh. of course. <laughs> no, this podcast. No, this is friendship over. is. Over. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. That was the day our relationship dissolved. He that said was a watershed moment in his diary. So, what are you gonna? What are you gonna play for us? You gonna acquiesce to Seymour's demands? I mean, are we playing that one on the? Uh, both. I don't see we why gonna, we can't we just play that. it again in another hour. No, no. What I mean is, are, are we gonna play this? Uh, oh, recorded, pre-recorded, or are we gonna do it live? What do you want? Well, there is no pre-recorded version out right now. Oh, you guys are you haven't the rock bottom the song he's talking about. Yeah, no. you haven't done it yet. Uh, well, I mean, like it's recorded. I haven't put it in the ether yeah. yet. I got. I, uh, I was I was privy to it through uh, through Mr. See Tweak. There? See there down in Brazoria County one day. I wasn't I was like, aware of this, this shit. And I was like, holy fucking balls. So, we're going to hear that. That was literally what I said. Holy fucking balls? Yeah. See. Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot this is a family podcast. Sorry, sorry to several yeah. moms out there. Sipping yesterday's wine, roll a jazz cigarette. Come tomorrow, it's misery and gin. I've been so blue for so long. Hello, rock bottom again. Take it a day at a time. To drink you off my mind Lord, but here you come You're walking on in Goodbye, sunshine Hello, hard times Rock bottom again Rock bottom again Where I lose all my friends whether it's the bottom or the pot, when I start, I can't stop. Rock bottom again. Rock bottom again. Where I lose all my friends. Whether it's the bottom or the pot, when I start, I can't stop. Rock bottom again. New jobs, new friends, 
to change the shape that I'm in. It's been three weeks long, I fell off the wagon again. I did so good for so long. Hello, rock bottom again. Rock bottom again. Where I lose all my friends. Whether it's the bottle or the pot, when I start, I can't stop. Rock bottom again. Rock bottom again. Where I lose all my friends. Whether it's the bottle or the pot, when I start, I can't stop. Rock bottom. Again I did so good For so long Hello rock bottom Again Man, yeah, feel like I need to feel like I need to go to therapy after that one, you know. The good kind, yeah, yeah. The one where they rip you off at the end of it. <laughs> Those places are all over this joint, huh? In Houston, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, right? I, I, I hear it's the rip kitchen capital of Texas, really. No, but oh. oh. Well, we were willing to believe it, and we live here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I you know. So, I so to... when you were writing the song, how did that one come out for you, man? Like, man, I was two months into quarantine, like fucking going crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like listing all my gear for sale, putting the mm-hmm. band up. Like, you know, <laughs> was convinced my world was ending. You know, and trying to figure out, you know, what what Plan B was going to be, and um, so what did your plan B look like? Man, I don't what know. What happened? I, I started a guitar cable company. I did do that. And um, that was I was making money, like, you know, streaming online and making guitar cables because a lot of people were at home. And, like, the, like, I don't know, if, like, if y'all go to, like, local shops and shit like that, they were all closed. But, like, yeah, big box guitar stores and shit like that their sales went through the fucking roof dude yeah, yeah. you know and mm-hmm. so like uh, i was you know hustling guitar cables on instagram and uh just you know writing music to to play and stream and stuff and once the restaurants and stuff kind of opened up and we were able to play in like you know steakhouses and shit like that yeah. that's kind of what kept us through the you know all through last year man we were playing fucking shitholes <laughs> but it's you know it was perfect because it's you know we wrote that whole record on the road pretty much playing those songs every mm-hmm. night you know working them out things change you know you had a key change or like words change or just arrangement or whatever you know and like a a little over a year on the road of doing that you know the whole band's tied the, we got good music and so you were actually able to to go out on the road during the lockdown oh yeah it's so funny the further like west and east you went like the less oh, yeah. that shit even existed dude. well that was i went up in uh let's see august of 2020 i mean it, the 
pandemic was in full swing mm-hmm. i went up to colorado wyoming and montana mm-hmm. they didn't give a shit they're like yeah bar's still open just mm-hmm. you know push the tables a little bit further apart we'll be fine right yeah yeah i mean i don't know how it worked out for them but it was nice to be able to go up there and tour a little bit you know no yeah definitely um you know me and my girlfriend went up to colorado and we went to carolina and florida and shit mm-hmm. all during the pandemic but um you know as far as music goes you know unless there's like food being sold or a kitchen in the place it made it real tricky for everything you mm-hmm. know so like uh eventually they found a loophole you could have like a food truck you know and so mm-hmm. yeah um, well there's a place down the street uh over here they just started selling they were officially a chips and salsa place and you get a free beer with chips and salsa nice nobody ever ate the chips and salsa but you know that's how it worked i actually tried the chips and salsa once because i was like yeah i paid for it might as well eat it why not that was not a great decision it was like some stale tostitos yeah, yeah and some get like rid of all their backstop freaking bud. rotel or whatever i don't know what it was paste 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 sauce <laughs> so with that song going back to that you're talking about that process of writing right um so when you sit down and you're working on that what what came out first man what you know what I'm talking about? A yeah. song has an antithesis, has a beginning point. What is the beginning point of it? I was song? listening to a lot of Merle Haggard at that point. Mm-hmm. And like uh, a lot of his like live in Anaheim records and like um like, you know was just thinking about uh I mean, you know, sipping yesterday yesterday's wine, you know. Yeah. Roll a jazz cigarette. Like, you know, obviously I smoke a lot of bud, but um you know, just something about that, you know, that, that, that phrase mm-hmm. there is setting a setting, you know, for, you know, the story, you know, or like, you know, somebody who kind of, you know, once they find rock bottom, there's always a little more wiggle room, you know, and like, yeah. uh, you know, having to do the extremes, you know, to get in a whole new job, mm-hmm. you know, just new so you could be clean for three weeks, you know, yeah. <laughs> to fuck it all up yeah. again, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, whether your vice is like bud, alcohol, or whatever, the harder stuff, you know, everybody's got their own shit. But, um, yeah, man, like, you know, just the melody and all that stuff uh, is just a lot of Merle, just uh, pretty much where that came from. And, uh, you know, that pretty much was ready to go just once Wyatt and Adam got a hold of it. They put, you know, the, the filet and uh rice (laughs) in the gumbo you know yeah and they had it ready to roll so it was uh it was dope man and like you know i had this this we got a new song prison in my mind and um it used to be like a slow like waltzy kind of country tune and now it's like a bop merle haggard kind of style like uh like doodah type thing but like the dichotomy of it like the on the opposite end of it the songs you know you know about like depression and shit like that and like other things and uh it's just a really lyrically it's kind of dark but like you know sonically it's a party tune you know what i mean so it's it's fun you know to do stuff like that and like yeah um i think and with this record you know with a lot of my songwriting i I think i generally try to take the fun route you know and i think that's one of my favorite little tricks in especially country songwriting is taking a song that is just super sad and making it sound like it's a happy song or like it should be a happy song right stick to major keys up tempo like nice you know nice guitar fills and stuff but 
but when you have that kind of darkness that underlies it all, that to me represents some of the best of country music songwriting. Dude, you can also see the opposite in that spectrum, right? Too think about like together again, right? Yeah. That's a really happy song. It's like his love comes home, everything's good again. There's no there's no cloud in the sky, and it's like But that steel guitar is just Yeah, it's just it's, like crying yeah. in the background. I mean I, now there maybe there's like a subtle bit of subtext there but i, well, I don't talk, really think there is you i've know? talked to somebody about this before i think we've talked about it before but i've talked to somebody before about that song that that presented one viewpoint of it was that that that's kind of the point he yeah the the narrator's perspective is happy that this person's back but the reality is that person being back is not a good thing that's why the underlying that's why the underlying music is so sad. It's like t- it's it's kind of like an ironic joy. Like, oh, I'm so my tears have stopped falling. I'm glad that you're back. But it's like rain on your wedding day. Well, yeah. maybe maybe that kind of idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's the second time Atlantis Morissette has come. Is that Atlantis Morissette? Yeah, that's Atlantis Morissette. Yeah. He called me Alanis Morissette the other yeah. day for saying something. I don't know what it was. Probably saying something was ironic that wasn't ironic at all. That's exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's exactly why I called you Alanis that's exactly Morissette. What it oh, was. really, Alanis? Because I'm pretty sure it rains on a lot of people's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got married once. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I was married for about five years. Nice. And it definitely rained on our, our wedding day. It was a tropical storm on our oh, wedding day. Oh, there you go. Was that a sign of things to it's come? It's fit for Texas. That? Well, you know, Patrick, I don't want to divulge too much of my personal life well, on that's air. That's fair. That's um, fair. But yeah, it was definitely a sign of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy, poor girl, man. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I was, you know. Yeah. You know that point in your life where you think being a, like being a rock star means being a dickhead? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had an ego, which is still similarly kind of there. But I think of it less as like uh, insecurity and more of just confidence now. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's nice to be able to look back and see that and be like, man, I I was kind of an asshole. Kind of. I was. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think when I was 21, I was also an asshole. Still am, man. We work on it. I think it's a day to day thing, right? It's like assholes anonymous. Just take it a day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every day it's a struggle. You just got to pick yourself up and put yourself back on the good deeds wagon. One day at a time, man. One day at a time. Today is the day I'm gonna not be an asshole. Oh, yep. So we're gonna we are gonna play uh, a couple clips of the two new singles too. Cool. Right. So, um, talk about which clip we're gonna hear first. Um. Yeah, man. Roller coaster came out first. Let's roll that one out first. All right. Cool. All right. Patrick, I'm gonna run that clip.
Yeah, man. That was... Yeah. If that don't put a tingling in your loins, you know. I don't... What's the your other one? Tickle what? your pickle. Right. <laughs> 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 that don't flutter your putter, buddy. I'm telling you. It's funny. But so uh, tell, us, tell us about that one. What's going on with that one? What's the... I guess you recorded this with the with the guys that you were just talking about. Yeah, Pat, well, I had this song for a while. I was a uh, you know touring um, for about seven years as a uh, Landon Bullard in the Mostly Sober, and uh, I sat down with Mitch over at BMI and just kind of told him my goals and you know what I wanted to, to kind of do with music and what I was doing, with, you know what this new project sounded like, and it's so vastly different than you know what I was doing with the other stuff. I just decided to like separate you know myself from that group and kind of just start you know fresh with the new slate you know new music new vibe and uh just went with my middle name so my full name is landon ellis bullard and uh, i knew growing up if i ever heard all three of those together i was fucked yeah <laughs> you know yeah i but, do know <laughs> like you know there's one time a common thing man i was a kid and uh me and my sister were playing with my brother were playing like robbers and bank or something i don't know we ended up tying my brother to the front porch and just like being kids and running off and forgetting about him so my mom comes out and finds my brother crying tied up on the front porch and she's like what happened sean he said christopher tied me all up mom and then that's when i heard my full name you know oh right. and then he got to pick the switch so oh yeah yeah turn a fair play there Oh, that shit. is a fair play. That is a fair play, man. Now, well, when, you're, when you're picking switches, do you? I mean, I hear the smaller ones hurt worse, look, but the bigger man, ones you, have more. You learn more, this yeah, with experience, the, right? The big ones probably. What great. are you looking for? Oh, dude! One time I came in with like I'm not I'm not talking a switch. I'm talking a stick. <laughs> she, yeah, my mom like, grabbed it in one hand without even realizing that she had a hold of it and looked at it and was like, "What?" You know? And then she's like, <laughs> no. "She's like, you take this out and bring a real switch, or the next one I'm using on you." <laughs> <laughs> It's even funny because she's really sweet and yeah, calm yeah. and like very matronly. And uh, yeah, but we, we could like, try her. Jeff, you know? this is not a switch. This is a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. I can't use, I can't hit my kid with a baseball bat. Yeah, it's man. Like, I, like a spray, I brought a straight up like four foot stick. In, you know what I mean? <laughs> that thing from uh, like a broomstick. The shillelagh. Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> yeah. From gangs in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brought her that I was gonna, yeah i was gonna straight up shillelagh my brother <laughs> through through the through the subtle and tender hand of my mother you shouldn't have touched your legos bro <laughs> <laughs> and they were always messing with my stuff i mean you know you know kids so I, I didn't get switches i got belts oh well, we got those too but that yeah. usually came for line you know what i mean oh yeah it's punishment specific to crime oh, we had yeah yeah the crime had the punishment had to fit the crime if it was wow. a small crime you might just have your nose in the corner for a while you know yeah yeah no big deal but sometimes you really messed up like you know hiding all your tests you know. in the back behind your bed instead of giving them to your parents and then <laughs> you come home one day and they're just all uncrinkled and on the the dining room table and you're like oh shit i am fucked you know like guys is up you know weird Jake it's just going so good yeah everything was fine i was failing all these tests and uh, no one knew and so you know things were good life was glorious i was coming home and just being like yep all my homework's done and just you know out the door man i shouldn't have done that probably yeah probably not i don't know i got in trouble one time in the first grade they were like why patrick hasn't been turning his work in 
um, in a few yeah, weeks. Once. He got in trouble in school once in the first grade. And never well, no, this again. is a, a particular time. Yeah. Like Patrick has been turning he's his work in. Boy Scout, that was. I, he's soft. I would get I would get down and I like was working slower than apparently the rest of the class was, and I didn't finish the work. Slow eater. And so I didn't want. Yeah, yeah exactly. Slow eater. I take my time yeah, doing stuff, but I didn't like. I didn't know that we were allowed to mm. turn in incomplete assignments, so I just like shove it in my desk. And then three weeks go by, and they're like, "Oh, Patrick, you haven't turned anything in." And they're like, "Where are all these assignments?" I was like, oh, "They're in my desk." And so they go in there and they just pull out this wad of assignments. And the poor teacher had to go back and grade all those assignments. And give me. I mean, yeah, I, I for whatever wasn't done, I'd get like an eighty or ninety or yeah. you know, whatever. But, but the poor teacher had to go back and grade all like three weeks worth of assignments. You should just but, be like, honestly, we both know I'm smart enough. Yeah. We know what's going on here. Yeah. Just yeah. give me the test. I was right. the kind the of kid that was like. <laughs> When am I ever going to need math? And they're like, every day, man, every day, you're going to need that, you know? I did that for, like, calculus and stuff when I was in college. I'm like, I'm not going to need this. Yeah. I took took math for liberal arts majors in college, man. See, I I went to school for engineering, so I had to take all that math. And I was like, when am I going to use partial differential equations? I got an amusement. Turned out, it's all math. I did use (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a bait and switch, right? It's a bait and switch. One, one of the best musicians I know, he's actually, a, his job is a, being a mathematician. He like works equations all day in like Italy. Now, yeah, got his doctor. He's a he's genius, really. I mean, not even amongst those guys, not everybody can do it. Like right. advanced computations in their head. That's just unusual. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like we all yeah, have. Math, music is math to him, always. We all have access to calculators and like pretty powerful software to like do math and stuff. If you're the guy, even that, even that, even though the general public has calculators in Excel and all that shit, if you're the guy people bring their math to and say, "Here, do my math," yeah. that means you're doing stuff that the calculators can't do. That's oh, some, dude, that's he, some pretty advanced. He's stuff. off into like pure math, like theoretical math. Yeah, that's a whole like, other like math that works differently from the math that we grew up. Well, studying. He, he was like a physics major when he was in college, yeah. and then he did math post, but. Yeah, he was a fantastic. He could play organ, could play, he would play organ and xylophone at the same time. And then, you know, we got an accordion for him. We're like, hey, man, can you learn this? And in two weeks, he'd learn the accordion, <laughs> which is a complicated instrument, you know? It, very, it was like the buttons. Yeah, yeah, all the buttons and stuff. I don't even understand how that thing works. I just look at it and go, you know, magic. Well, then none of them are labeled either, you know? It's not like. I mean, I, they're I, all as, little white dots. Yeah, like yeah. how do you know where you're? How do you there, know where well, there's the a center? Is? There's a center key, but that's it. That's it. It's the only one. There's like one raised key in the middle, so you know where your finger. I got all kinds of markings on in, on guitars and stuff. Nothing. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. All right, back on track. Yeah. We're doing a podcast here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> right. Play us another one, Ellis. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> Right. Uh, what do y'all want to hear, man? Uh, Let's hear something new. I want to hear. Yeah. I, actually, I want to hear something that's like really new. All right, man. I'll do a happy set. This is uh, brand new. All right. Still working. Uh, like I've got it finished, and I'm bringing it to the band, and we're running it through that cycle. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from that, but. 
papa's had to tell you I'm leaving I'm headed out on the road I got a two-week run up to Omaha Once it dies in a rodeo I don't feel well at goodbye, darling I'll tell you hello real soon I'm happy sad to tell you I'm leaving I'm hoping that you're happy sad too You pay your dues to be great The cost comes every day I'm getting by on crackers and coke just a band with the van and some jams and a plan Getting by on the music we wrote I ain't got no quitting me, darling I'll tell you who is soon I'm happy sad to tell you I'm leaving I'm hoping that you're happy sad too Cause it's two things they're wishing on Every penny in a fountain, every shooting star The band, band don't go out broke, sad, hound don't Record man, if you please I got a mortgage, got a dog, got a mouth to feed Anywhere right in the middle, be fine by me A blown tire getting to the stage down to the wire Do the whiskey and smoke and all the wrong notes Cut the checks so we're headed on home and I ain't got no quitting me, darling I'll tell you hello real soon I'm happy sad to tell you I'm leaving I'm hoping that you're happy sad too Cause it's two things they're wishing on Every penny in a fountain, every shooting star and don't go out broke, sad, hound on Record man, if you please I got a woman, got a dog, got a mouth to feed Anywhere right in the middle, I'm by me No need a lock, can't take a little Anywhere right in the middle Anywhere right in the middle, be fine by me Yeah, those fuck-ups there, just a little slice of Americana. That's what yeah, that is. There it is. That's <laughs> a little piece of the dream. Man. He's human. <laughs> oh, my God, he's not a robot. I, I really enjoyed the writing on that one. That's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm anxious to see. Anxious. I'm excited to see where it goes cool, from there. Man. I want to I wanna, I wanna hear that as soon as you get something put down on it. Certainly, certainly. I like that. I like that writing. That's... It's one of the things that, that Seymour and I go back and forth about a lot. We write songs together, and so we are always talking about, you know, how you string phrases together, whether stuff has to rhyme, where it rhymes, how it rhymes. Never has to rhyme, man. But yeah, there were some really, really interesting rhyme schemes in there. Appreciated. Um, what's what's your what's kind of next on your on your docket? So you're fixing to come out with a bunch of new stuff. Are you trying to go out on a run here pretty soon, or what you? Yeah, man, we've actually put together um, a, a good run. We've got we got a bunch of dates with the damn coils coming up in June. Oh, nice. Um, we're doing a run out in that run, uh, and our, from June to July, 
Uh, our last dates with them are uh, the 1st and 2nd of July. Uh, we've got a show at the uh, Whiskey River out in Texarkana. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to be up at George's Majestic in Fayetteville. So um, tickets are going to be available online probably by the time y'all hear this. So uh, y'all be sure and go buy some tickets to that. And, Fayetteville, uh, you're going to you gonna hang with old Dylan Earl over there? Isn't he from Fayetteville? Is he? He's from, he's he's from, from somewhere Arkansas, over there. But yeah. not everybody lives in Fayetteville. Wait, I thought that was the only city in Arkansas. No, man, they have a, they have at least a couple more. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Can't confirm. Well, boys, I think we're about at the end of our time, man. Yeah, I think we got to. I think we got to pack her up and go on over and do the shootout. It's yep. in t- thirty-four minutes. <laughs> pack her, barely know her. Am I right? You're cool, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, thanks for Thank doing great, it, dude. Thanks for coming out. Voice is fantastic, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, this has been getting loose and killing time. With your hosts, Christopher Seymour. You said it right that time, Patrick. I did. And our guest, Ellis Bullard. Alrighty. Y'all come back now, you hear? Let's go do that shootout. Yeah.